Welcome to Erotic Awakening with Dan and Dawn, a weekly view of all things erotic. From BDSM to erotic spirituality, from swinging as a lifestyle to simply fun kink, each week we bring you a diverse offering of erotic and alternative lifestyles in its many forms. This podcast includes frank discussions of highly sexual topics. This podcast is intended for consenting adults over the age of 18. If you are offended by this type of content, we recommend you stop listening right now. It'll sound better when Lady Di does that, when we actually um, (laughs) do the real thing. So hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. So on today's show, we are going to be talking about sacred sex, it looks like. Mm Mm-hmm. And we have a bunch of stuff to talk about before we get there. We do, and, we do. And we're hoping people have a lot of questions. So if you've got any questions about that, gear them up and we will take them in a little bit. Yep, we are actually on a, uh, another live show tonight. Yes. And uh, we will see how that goes. And we're on brand new equipment as well. We are. It looks awesome. And I could only see the top half of your head now, so I can't <laughs> tell if you're smiling or not, but that's all right. We can all hear your giggle. Well, there you go. <laughs> I'll just lean around, but then they can't hear me. <laughs> so we want to start off tonight by sending a big shout out and a big thank you for the Purple Rose Society of Akron. Oh my God, yes. So we had a blast up there Saturday. So did a lot of fun stuff and they get a huge shout out. They do indeed. And they, um, they've just been tremendously um, graceful and supportive of us. As many people may have heard us talking, we're doing our title year right now. Mm-hmm. And part of the title year is you travel around and you do presentations. And sometimes you ha- are expected to do some kind of a fundraiser to assist with that. Right. Uh, Purple Rose helped with a 50-50 last night, um, which we got a, a part of that. So that was really mm-hmm. neat. And they let us come up there and do a um, Kundalini Rising intensive. So we did that um, all day Saturday. So about four hours of working on energy with um, about 12 of us and raised some money that way as well. And then we took all of that sexual energy into the dungeon later that night. And that's really gives us <laughs> a lot to talk about with the sacred yes. sexuality topic that we're going to be doing mm-hmm. a little Perfect. bit later today. Perfect. So, yes, huge shout out, Purple Rose. And we'll have more stuff about Purple Rose in a little bit. Mm-hmm. If you are listening out there and you would like to support us, there's ways you can do that as well. There is. We've, uh, we don't want to... We already did the ask for donations thing, and we got mm-hmm. that. And as we've mentioned, we have a new page, and I'm going to just toss this out here real quick. We have a page called um, Shop and Support, mm-hmm. where we can record some of the presentations we've done, and you can download those, and you give us five bucks in exchange for that. Or you can go out there, and you can buy a Erotic Awakening coffee mug or a T-shirt, and we get a buck off those, too. Exactly. So you can uh, wear your Erotic Awakening bling. <laughs> I, I guess we'll go ahead and talk about that other part. Um, Which part? The other aspect of Purple Rose. Okay. And last week we mentioned on the show that the 4C party here in Columbus, Ohio. Is sold out. Sold out. Mm-hmm. Tickets are gone. Yes. We also mentioned that the tickets for Winter Wickedness are gone. Sold out <laughs> completely. And you know what was funny? What's <laughs> that? We keep warning people they're going to sell out. And then all weekend long, all we heard was, Oh, I didn't get my ticket. Right. <laughs> I think they, they sold out an amazing week and a half yes. this time. So um, it's, but, 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 but wait, yes. there's more. There's more. We happen to know you can get tickets. Yes. There's still two tickets out there. There's two tickets available. <laughs> so at this point, 
you thought, oh, I'll wait and buy my tickets later, and now they're gone. Or maybe you've just heard about the event and you've heard what a big deal it is, and you say, oh, I wish I'd gotten tickets. Uh -huh. So there's an opportunity for you to go get your tickets if you still want them. How could they do that, Dawn? They can do that by going to a Purple Rose event. So, and because the Purple Rose is raffling off two tickets. Yep, you can buy the tickets. You can buy a ticket, one ticket, one raffle ticket, not a one not raffle a ticket, tickets, right? For ten dollars, mm -hmm. or three, three tickets for twenty dollars. Right. And you have, I think, three chances, two or three chances. So there is three days that you can go up to one of their events and buy these raffle tickets. So one is their Thanksgiving gathering, which is on November twenty seventh. The other is their Christmas gathering, which is on December 11th. Uh -huh. And then again on January 8th, they're going to be selling them again. And that's also the day that they're going to do the drawing. Yes. So it's still possible for you to get tickets. It is. It is. So uh, you can find Purple Rose Society on FetLife by typing in a search for Purple Rose Society. So if you want tickets, that's how to get them. Moving right along. We have a question of the day today. We do. Yes, we do. <laughs> Somewhere in our room, there's a phone going off right here, right now. I thought I'd turned everything off. So, so that's but... one of the interesting aspects of doing a live show. You should actually pick up the phone and, and we'll make them be on the show. Maybe so, it's somebody calling in a question. Oh, no, it could be my sister. <laughs> she would love that. We'll skip your phone. Okay. Um, our question of the day today, before we get into talking about sacred sexuality, a really interesting one. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is a question about... Uh, and it goes like this. Can a submissive that I know that I am, and why don't you read that then? That's really, it just confuses people <laughs> when I read things like that. So can I be the submissive that I know I am and I need to be without my husband actually assuming the role of my master? And what things could I do to help myself feel like I'm fulfilling my purpose as a submissive that might also lead towards my husband's actually stepping up to fill his role as my master? Interesting stuff. So let's break it down. Let's do it as two separate questions. Right. First off, can I be the submissive I need to do without my husband actively assuming the role of my master? Well, that, of course, has a variety of answers. First right. off, if you're in a monogamous relationship, it's just you and your husband. Tricky. Tricky. So that one is tricky. Um, you know, you can do things... But the problem is, is you can do things, but you cannot expect him to take on the role as your master. So, you know, you can do service, you can do special things and think in your head, I am doing this because I want to serve him. But that's as far as it can go. You know, if you're allowed to serve your community, serve your community, that's a way to do it as well, to get that submissive feeling going. Right. But I've still got the but. Yeah, I'm going to give you the, the, the harsh answer. Mm -hmm. If you're in a monogamous relationship and your man your your husband is or if the roles are reversed your, mm -hmm. your wife that person that you want to be your master they either are or they aren't right you know um it's either going to come naturally for them or it doesn't they can now it may be something that's inside of them that hasn't been released yet mm -hmm. but um it could be it's, it's a very tricky situation it's a very timely situation it is um for us, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's if really, if you looked at who's coming in and out of the, the chat room, it's a very, we could do a poly show just as easy right now. But, right, right. Um, 
in some situations, I'm in a situation right now where there's someone, a very some good friends of ours we've met fairly recently, mm-hmm. where the husband in the relationship is not by nature at this time a master. Right. And the person, the female in the relationship, wants to explore her submissive side and see what that's about. Exactly. In a non-monogamous relationship, you have some opportunities to work with people like that, mm-hmm. right? Now, for ourselves, it's very uh, important for the husband to be involved, to be part of the solution. Absolutely. I can't uh, convert someone into being a master, mm-hmm. but I can certainly have their buy-in and say, here's what, you know, here's how we're going to help your significant other explore that submissive side. Here's what I'm going to do. And having their permission, having their interaction, right? Mm-hmm. It may well be down the road, that person looks and looks and looks and says, well, Jesus, that is me. I've just been hiding it from myself, or I haven't realized it, or I haven't right. turned myself into that. Right. Or just not had the opportunity to make it work. Sometimes it's just a matter of having the space to make it happen. So, and then sometimes it's not, it's not wired that way and it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I haven't looked at who's coming in and out of the room yet. You're the one peeking. So <laughs> it's good practice to try and pay attention. And I know. Work. But our, our chat know. room is very quiet so far. That must mean good. Although they're having difficulties with nicknames. Okay. That may mean we're doing a fantastic job. And they're so, just Well, we're not listening. to the main question yet. Okay. So we're still at the question of the day. So, you know, unfortunately, what I have to tell this person is, is if they're in a monogamous relationship and she's expecting her husband to take on this role just because she's taking on the opposite role, it may or may not happen. If it's a latent desire within him and he's wired that way, the things that you can do is just be available for it to happen. Mm -hmm. Speak honestly without pushing. Maybe ask um, if you can journal and see if he would be willing to read a journal where you talk about you know, what you desire. Because some guys, some masters or mistresses, mistresses just need that permission to let that side out and know that it's not just pillow talk. So, mm-hmm. you know, so to take those steps, but again, don't have any, don't have any expectations on the outcome. Right. Right. Um, and I, I think that's the key to it, right? Have mm-hmm. that line of communication and, and, and see where you, what you can do with it, see where you can grow with it. And we certainly, unfortunately know many unhappy people right. that did not establish that communication line mm-hmm. and went outside of their marriage without the spouse knowing about it to try and find that submissive fantasy or that submissive role fulfilled. Um, and I, 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 we have always said that it's better to, to bite the bullet yes. and put it out there and discuss it and see what happens because mm-hmm. you never know that other person may be struggling with that exact same thing. Exactly. I mean, Dan and I got lucky. We started talking about this 11 years ago, figured out we were a match, and that's how we started our relationship was MS. Or, mm-hmm. well, at that time it was called DS, but we have progressed over the years. So, ah. Oh. Okay, so... That's it for that one. That's it for that one. And then, um, because we don't have a lot of time today for questions of the day. We don't. So, But you know what else I wanted to um, mention? We mentioned Purple Rose that we did over the weekend. Uh-huh. We also did National Leather Association on Sunday. We did. So, and I really wanted to give a shout out to them as well, because they ended up having a huge meeting. And people that we met 11 years ago, when we first started this MS Lifestyle, were there to support us. And it was just awesome seeing Gino and Owen and Carrie and, you know, and just all these, okay, guys, I'm going to call you old timers. (laughs) (laughs) You were there to support us when we started this and when we had our questions. And 
started this journey and it was just great. And with the topic being sensual BDSM, <laughs> I got a mini scene out of it over and over and over. <laughs> As people in the audience of the, the uh, National Leather Association's presentation could well tell, it was, you know, we would demonstrate some of the sensual BDSM aspects we were mm -hmm. talking about. You were just instantly gone. <laughs> <laughs> well, with all the energy work that we did Saturday and then the play Saturday night and then Sunday morning and <laughs> then we get there, it was awesome. Someone in the chat room is complaining about you calling them old. Oh, did I call someone in there old? You, you, well, we'll just move forward. You can listen to it later and you go, uh-oh. Uh-oh, because I'm looking, okay, because I'm, I'm, I said, all right, I didn't call anybody old. And you know what? We were there 11 years ago, too. So if I'm calling them old timers, we are as well. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> as is uh, not from the um, chat room, also another old timer along with us. Awesome. Whether you like it or not. Girl. <laughs> um, but as I said, we don't have a lot of time for this sitting around chatting. No, we, we don't. both have traveling to do. We do. So and actually working on that. Um, cause I'm packing the truck again. <laughs> <laughs> that is like a theme of this podcast. It is. It's like you're always packing that truck. I know. I love it. Or the car. It gets better gas mileage. But anyway, so, so... Not too long ago, I guess good probably 20 episodes ago, we did a uh, podcast where we interviewed Catherine Gross. Mm -hmm. And Catherine Gross, among her many other things that she does, is she runs something called Servants Retreat. Yes. And you are finally... after, And then 20 episodes ago, you said, oh, I really want to do this, really want to do this. And I was going to... I forget what month they were supposed to have it. And then it got rescheduled for November. So that's why I get to go this weekend. And where are you going specifically? So I am going to Louisville. The Louisville Munch is sponsoring this. So um, Servants Retreat by Catherine Gross. Mm -hmm. So, But uh, it's going to be awesome. It's, it's a lot of uh, uh, workshops specifically for servants. It's not skill-based. It is more psychological-based. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, so. and, and one of the things that we've decided is you're not going to take the microphone. You're not going to take the recorder. Oh, I thought we were going to fight over the microphone. We actually left that up in Akron. I'm picking it up tomorrow. So, and I thought we were going oh, to, no shit. yeah, it's in your jacket. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought we were going to have to fight over the microphone, but I can leave it home. I Absolutely. Guess. Because there's a lot of times we do things as presenters. We mm -hmm. do things as workshop facilitators mm -hmm. and we do things for the podcast. You're going to servants retreat for dawn. Yes. So you can grow in your own personal role. Not, and I don't mm -hmm. want you to take the, the microphone because then you'll want to interview other people about themselves. Instead, I would. it'll be belly, buddy, belly button staring for you. Oh, okay. Well, I know I enjoy that type of stuff. And, you know, I can always use that sort of inner reflection because I do a lot of outer stuff. Mm -hmm. So it'll be nice to, to focus back in and... You know, we'll, we'll be discussing why we are slaves and why we are there, and it'll be really good stuff. Yep. I, on the other hand, will be traveling in a different direction. You will. I, will, so. <laughs> I am uh, picking up Karen, and mm -hmm. we will be traveling to the Thanksgiving event in right. St. Louis. You're in St. Louis, and I'm in Louisville. Hmm. <laughs> and um, as listeners of the podcast know, Karen's been a guest on the show as well. We talked about the Scarlet Sanctuary that the three of us do mm -hmm. have done at some of the events on occasion. Right. This time, much like yourselves, we're going to this event and no presenting. Right. No workshop facilitating, no recording, no interviews. No vest. No, well. Uh, no vest. Let me, let me see maybe. if Karen's still in the chat room. <laughs> right, right. Not packing the vest or anything. And uh, 
heading up to Thanksgiving. And again, it'll be just going, hanging out, enjoying the event. Uh, Karen actually works a lot on the AIS events as well. Not only does she help us with the sake the Scarlet Sanctuary. Mm-hmm. She's a moderator on duty. She gets pulled into dungeon monitoring, all kinds of stuff. Right. So, so it'll both be a nice, of us, nice vacation to go enjoy the event. I'm really hoping that. I, as a matter of fact, I might just make up a name, and I might. We should go as. Uh, I'll go as Abdul. <laughs> you know what? You won't be able to do it. People will recognize your voice. I went into the guitar center today, uh-huh. and someone heard my voice and went, "Dawn," and I'm like. Oh, crap. (laughs) Well, he has been to our house, and I just didn't recognize him. So it was all good. No stalkers today. (laughs) Good. So that's what we've got coming up this weekend. Looking forward to it. And we'll both get to come back and say, oh, how was your thing? How was my thing? Mm -hmm. And we'll have topics for the podcast as well. Exactly. So we'll have a (laughs) two-for-one-er the next time. (laughs) Be able to talk about two more events. And... uh, so here's something that's not even on the list. I'm just going to put it out oh, no. there right now. We're <laughs> not going to talk about order. it. But I just, for some reason, I feel like saying Camp Kink is coming. Ooh, yeah. And I only said that because my rule joined the chat room. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, we'll, we'll have more about that later. Absolutely. So people have been writing us lately to ask us about that sex is fun card game that mm-hmm. we were giving away. So, well, I actually uh, mailed it out to the first person. So they were out of Maryland and through Twitter asked for the card game. So it's been mailed out and delivered. Yep. All gone. And unfortunately, we never (laughs) mentioned the fact that it was gone because people are still still listening in. I know. "Hmm." And the funny thing is, now here's the funny part about it. Of Uh course, we recorded this on a podcast. Right. So there's no reason why three years from now someone might listen to episode 82 (laughs) and write us and say, hey, you guys still got that. We are a little bit behind on the Sex is Fun card games uh, reviews. We will do another one soon, and we will give that one away. So keep listening for your free card game from yeah. Sex is Fun Games. I, I think the next one is Dick and Virginia, isn't it? Something like that that we're going to try. That's also in the jacket that's lost in Akron. Ooh, I'll have it tomorrow. I'm having a lovely lunch with Lil, and we're meeting halfway, and I'll have your jacket, your recorder. You see, that's what happens when you have me spacey when we go to leave. Your slave girl <laughs> forgets your coat. <laughs> Maybe I was spacey because it was fucking cold when we walked out of there. It, it was. Did not I'm to surprised. Me. I my coat. Yeah. <laughs> I was radiating heat. <laughs> so th- for, uh, for the point of the chat room, the uh, name <laughs> of the card game is... Uh, it's like the adventures of Dick and Virginia. It is not Dick in Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> not... <laughs> that would be nice too. <laughs> if you would like to get a hold of us to play Dick in Virginia, yes. the other card game or any other reason, there's a variety of ways to do that. For example, there is, um, we don't have someone here to read it for us today. I but... know we got, we have extra mics, but we still only have two mouths. I know. I know. <laughs> So by email, we can be contacted at dananddawn at eroticawakening.com. On the comment form on the webpage. Mm -hmm. Facebook, Erotic Awakening. One word. Voicemail, 206-309-0054. And on FetLife, Erotic Awakening, two words. And on Twitter, we are Dan and Dawn. So awesome. You know what was great? I was listening to last week's podcast, Mm -hmm. and Heather... Had to have been listening to our podcast because she knew to say one word and two words right. where it was time. So if we didn't do that, people would wonder where the words are. Well, there you go. So. Are, we, are we ready to talk about sacred sexuality yet? I think 
We are. We're close. We're, We're close. close. We have one more thing. One, well, two more things. Okay, two more things. Go over to podcastawards.com and nominate Erotic Awakening for the Best Mature Podcast. Yes. Once people nominate us, we'll go up there, and hopefully that will allow them to vote on us, and then we'll mm-hmm. do this all over again, begging you to go vote for us. So I think that would be great. So it gets the word out yep. for more people. And that's really what we're shooting for. Mm-hmm. We love the fact that we have the opportunity to be an educational podcast, and um, I think that you know every once in a while somebody write us and say, hey, that's, it was very beneficial for us to have found this. Right. So we're hoping to benefit more people. Exactly. And the only other thing I wanted to mention before we get into our main topic is I made some kind of funny comment last time around when we were talking about how um, Maui Kink is now a supporter of the podcast. Right. I said that we're going to talk them into giving us some kind of a discount code or something like that. Uh-oh. Did they listen? Were they listening? Well, before I published, they wrote <laughs> back and they said, you guys should, I'll give you guys some kind of a discount code. Oh, sweet. So between now and... Uh, 12, 13, December 13th, you can save 15% on any of your orders from Maui Kink by simply typing in the secret code EAH15. Nice. For rules and exclusions, go to mauikink.com, rules and exclusions.html. But <laughs> very nice of them to do. And, you know, like I said, um, we reviewed the website, we reviewed what we saw, and we mm-hmm. said, man, I'd, I'd, you know, they said, oh, we'd love to, for you to review some of our products. I said, if you send me products, I'll give you an honest review. Right. Um, and people forget that we, sometimes we do reviews that are less than generous, less than nice. Yeah. The Smart Knock episode. I know. That thing I was, know. Well, <laughs> yes, let's not go back. <laughs> it's unnecessary for us to go back and uh, talk smack about it now. It was a good idea, though. But I do see yeah. people in the chat room are saying they're having a little bit of trouble uh, connecting and Aww. listening live. That's fine. You'll see Southern Shells out there. She's our technical guru, and she's hooking people up one by one. Okay, yeah. There's For some that, saying that they, they can't see it. and Oh, neat. Now I'm looking to see who's coming in and out of the room. This I know. This is sweet. So, and, um, and we were told in, in one of those that just scrolled past uh-huh. that um, they want us to come out to Camp Kink. <laughs> oh, awesome. So, I love Camp Kink. I do too. Actually, but I think it's the... Never mind. <laughs> well, I tell you what. Um, we will uh, be talking about Camp Kink in the future. Mm-hmm. We've got a little bit of time before that one. Yes. But um, we'll get the... Um, what is the sign that we have? If the pop-up is rocking, then we're probably rolling down a hill. Help, help. So we'll get up with my rule later and see if he will um, do a little advertising for it. Oh, absolutely. We'll get him to record something. Yep. That'll be good. All right. Away we go. So um, okay. I think that's enough. I think so. Oh, so, wait, wait. We actually have to have a topic. We do. Oh, we yeah. do. We do have a topic and lots to talk on about it. So tonight we're talking about sacred sexuality. Mm-hmm. Not too long ago, the most recent sacred sexuality thing we did, would, would, now would you consider like the Kundalini Rising workshop you did? Is that kind sacred of a sacred sex- sexuality Absolutely. Thing? Yeah. Okay. The, um, the first thing that I covered, what I did was I do uh, workshops here in Columbus and I do them, uh, each topic is one workshop. Well, up north... They've been asking for me to come up there and do them for a while, and it, it's hard for me to come up on, on weeknights or weekends. So we did a Saturday, and we combined four workshops together. Mm-hmm. And the first part of that workshop is what is sacred sexuality. So I got to cover 
a lot of that and um, try to explain what it is, which is very <laughs> difficult. So, of course, we have to start there. Yes. What is sacred sexuality? So, well, we try to define it. Is that where when, <laughs> when we're fucking, you yell, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. <laughs> well, yes and no. <laughs> So, but I do know we try to explain it a couple of different ways because it's an umbrella term. It can mean a lot of different things. It can mean tantra. It can mean sex magic. It can mean, you know, it, it's a whole gamut of stuff that it Our can mean. Our own Kaddishti studies, of course. Absolutely. So I try to point out that it's usually in one of two categories. It is either using sexual energy to manifest something, as in sex magic or orgasm magic or things like that. Or um, using sex as a way to connect with another person. Okay. So that's usually the two ways that we define it. It's all good stuff. I, I tell you what, one of the really interesting comments that we got from the, the, um, the chat room about it is it's like trying to define what water is if you've always lived on land. Yeah, so Exactly. It is very hard to describe, but you know when it happens. You know if something is mundane. You know if something is spiritual or mm -hmm. more than that. So now a lot of people don't feel that until they are right before an orgasm. It's that space where your mind stops thinking and clicking mm -hmm. and locking and you're just completely there. Yes. So, and it can happen in a, in a bunch of different ways. Like I said, we've actually witnessed and participated in many a ritual yes. that involves sacred sexuality from um, healing rituals that um, cultivate feminine orgasms mm -hmm. to the descent of Anana by Raven Kildera. Sure. You know, that used sure. BDSM in it. We've done an impact ritual at... Beltane, mm -hmm. where flogging was used to generate energy for healing. Um, hell, we've used it with different people that we've mentored on a spiritual level that were also in the kink community, use a BDSM environment and ritual to help with their healing. Mm -hmm. So for me as a priestess, I do a lot of healing stuff with this energy. Go ahead. Now, that's interesting you brought that up. Somebody had mentioned, asked you earlier today, normally when you talk about yourself, you refer to yourself in the lower case. Yes. And that's because of a power exchange dynamic. It helps our audience understand who's who in that perspective. And mm -hmm. it's very embarrassing when people, when we meet people for the first time and they say, oh, nice to meet you, Dawn. And I see you brought your slave with you. It's very like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big fan of that myself. Did you see um, the look on my face? Horror. <laughs> But when you refer to yourself in the role of priestess, you yes. you use a, a capital uh, reference. I do, yeah. And and someone asked me about that, and it, it's very hard to explain. But I like referring to myself as lowercase. You know, I like signing my name that way. Anything to do with this lifestyle, I like to use lowercase. Anything in my spiritual life. Mm -hmm. For one, I use an uppercase because people don't understand lower cases in some realms. In other instances, it's because I'm working with goddess energy. You know, so even though I am your lowercase s, mm -hmm. and I will always be your lowercase s, I am also uppercase p when it comes to working with divine energy. So I can be both. Uh -huh. So, but 
Yeah, I, I can see where it can be confusing to some people, but not confusing to me at all. So sacred sexuality is not defined by the act itself. Does not have to be. Okay. So if you were example, for example... Uh-oh, you've read something somewhere, haven't you? Yes, because it's cheap by going to look at it. Okay. But it's a good point, right? So sacred sexuality can be BDSM play. Yes. It's obviously, um, a lot of people use very some of the more extreme stuff, like flesh hooks. Yes. What about like, oh, tentacle sex? <laughs> Who brought up tentacle sex? They remember my face on Saturday night when they brought that up, didn't they? <laughs> they did. And, and actually... Um, Could it... Actually, what? <laughs> well, no, let's, let's stick with the topic, though, for a moment, though. Okay. Is, is I'm that kind of tentacle sex, which would be a form of cosplay for it to right. actually work. Right. Although I do have some pictures of women humping octopi. Uh, no, I'm not into not octopi. No, I'm more into cosplay <laughs> um, for that. Would that. Could that be sacred sex? Or I, because it's so bizarre, it's too... No, I absolutely believe it can be sacred sex. If I am allowing myself to be vulnerable, if I am learning something about myself, if I'm not harming anyone, but growing as a person, and it, it doesn't have to be all serious. It can be fun, but it's it's different. And again, it is, it's like explaining water to someone that's never touched water. You know, it is more of... A mindset. Mm -hmm. I'm not going in and going, do, 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 okay, tentacles, you know, right. whatever, you know, this is fun. You know, instead, I'm going to see the person that's providing the tentacles, <laughs> you know, and I'm going to see and look at them and see what kind of person slash octopus, you know, they are and, and still see the divine within them and that what we are doing is still a gift and still sacred to me. Yep even though it's fun. So the, um, the tools that we use for sacred sexuality can range from BDSM tools and flesh hooks, um, but you could also use nothing. I mean, a lot of the Tantra, all the Tantric studies we've done, they don't use toys at all. They don't use uh, no. rope. They uh -uh. don't use... Uh, there's some ritual around like eating and that kind of stuff. Right. But, and some of the more powerful sacred sex that I've had has been with clothes on mm -hmm. and, you know, just engaging in an energy, energetic, yeah. you know, making that uh, connection and the energetic phallus mm -hmm. and the wand of light, oh, yes. making that connection that way. Um, so on one aspect, you know, you can have just the gentle. And a great uh, example of sacred sexuality is doing the, and what I've tried to describe this best I can, but mm -hmm. simply take your lover, sit them in your lap, cross-legged, look into each other's eyes, breathe each other, hold each other, and just breathe each other's breath mm -hmm. and connect that way. Right. One of the keys for us that we teach when we talk about sacred sexuality is get it away from thinking it has to do with the cock and a pussy. Or right. two cocks or two pussies or whatever right. connection or, you want to make. Or having the goal of orgasm. Right. This isn't it at all, you know? So, of course, many people find orgasm very spiritual, but the way we teach it, it's more about being mindful of the moment. Mm -hmm. If orgasm, ha orgasm happens, it's a separate thing. It's not the goal. It's the byproduct. <laughs> I don't like that word, but it works. Now, orgasm can be the goal of sacred sexuality in some instances as well. But there I'm thinking more along the lines of sex magic. And sex magic is kind of a different topic. And we, mm -hmm. we spoke with 
Taylor oh, Elwood we've many spoken episodes with Taylor. ago talking about sex magic. And we should bring back sex magic and talk about that some more right. as well. Oh, heck, we've talked about, we've talked to Lee Harrington, Taylor Elwood. Um, oh, I can picture the belly dancer as well. And can't, Lorelai. And, uh, you know, a couple of other people, so, about sex magic. But um, that's a piece of it. Mm -hmm. That doesn't have to be all of it. Oh, absolutely. So, I mean, the scene, good gosh, you know, I could talk about a bunch of different things just from over the weekend that all of it, to me, was sacred sexuality. From the Kundalini workshop to the scene Saturday night to our play Sunday morning to scening while doing a workshop Sunday afternoon in front of 20 people, you know, mm -hmm. to me, all of that was sacred. And maybe because I got to a place of total vulnerability in all of it, even though it was different situations. Right. The, um, the interesting aspect of it, you know, again, you know, you, we look at your scene Saturday night, right? Mm -hmm. And that happened to be with someone who was not me. No, but you handed me off to him. <laughs> Here, take her. <laughs> so when we talk about sacred sexuality, sacred people get confused with a particular religion or a particular ideology. Um, I don't know what uh, Sir R's ideology is, but it's the reverence. It's the cherishing. It is the acknowledgement of you and me and acknowledging us as people mm -hmm. that brings that sense of sacred sexuality to it. Again, reverence is the word that we normally come back to, right? Absolutely. So now one of the places that we really get to practice this, and I saw that Gretchen just asked a question about it, mm -hmm. was um, Scarlet Sanctuary. Right. And this is a place where it is absolutely sacred sexuality, but sex isn't involved at all. Absolutely. Normally, I like to say sacred sensuality yes. so that people don't get confused. Mm -hmm. But as, you've, um, as you mentioned, right, the, the Scarlet Sanctuary, that is the point of it, to bring a place of sacred sexuality to the middle of an event. And we've done it at uh, the various AIS events, mm -hmm. as well as we've traveled around a little bit to some of the other events. Right. And just for people that aren't familiar with it, may not have heard the sacred sexuality or the sacred the uh, Scarlet Sanctuary episode mm -hmm. many episodes ago. Real quick, the way it works out, you, me, Karen, we get there, we set up the room. Lately, Karen's gotten there early and set up right, for us. Right, set it up for us. And then, we're okay with, absolutely. Uh -huh. <laughs> and then <laughs> people that we've trained through our uh, training of Path of the right. Kaddishti come in and help us. And then some people that just have natural talent and want to be givers come in and help us. We usually have a really good group of people there. Yep. And we normally, so we'll have a, it's staffed with uh, anywhere from six to eight people throughout the night. We'll have three different stations and people will come in and we will simply um, menstruate. Is that the word I want? Minister to them? Yes. Um, take yes. care of them, right? Right. And all we're doing is we're putting them on a, on a massage table and we're, we're giving sacred touch. Yes. And it'll be one or two people administering sacred touch mm -hmm. and really is an intent of sacredness and intense of sensuality yes we're not necessarily we're not targeting naughty bits right right we're not trying to get them off we're not totally um not touching either it, it's like the naughty bits are treated like any other part of the body mm -hmm. so they're, they're not given a focus but they're not ignored either mm -hmm. so you know if we happen to touch then we happen to touch and people are allowed to keep their clothes on their clothes off sometimes it's sexual energy sometimes it's healing energy sometimes they cry they laugh and but it's it's touch and and i just absolutely love it uh-huh and the um the neat thing for me is what I really like is when, when people that identify as dominants or masters come in 
and allow themselves to be vulnerable. Oh, absolutely. You know, and allow themselves to, to relax <laughs> and, and accept that yes. healing touch. I just had a vision of uh, someone from Dayton that we've known for 11 years. Yeah, you exactly. Know? And, and he came in and did it. And, and at the end, he, he didn't want to. And then he's like, you know, I need it. I need it. I need it. And, and uh, he actually tried it out. And at the end, he's like, oh, I think I hit subspace. And I'm like, no, sir. No, sir. Because he was, he was a little concerned. Right, right. <laughs> I'm like, no, you hit vulnerable trance state. <laughs> this is good stuff. So it was fascinating. On, on a quick side note, mm -hmm. the next time uh, that uh, the, as a matter of fact, she already told me I could use her name. Next time, well, next time Not is in town, uh -huh. we are definitely bringing her ass in here and putting her in front of a microphone. And we're going to get in the chat room and type at her and talk about <laughs> all her little dirty secrets. Uh-oh. Well, you got to tell me who Not is. Because all I did was look down and I saw Carmen say, only if you become a slutty alien prostitute. And I feel, I feel like I've missed this whole <laughs> conversation. <laughs> and I'm like, alien? Whoa, wait, wait. <laughs> I think the, the chat room is on to their own little thing. Yes. That's fine. Um, somebody had asked now, and this is an interesting as well, can somebody who's in a power exchange relationship still engage in sacred sexuality? I don't see why that would be a limit. Someone that's in a power exchange relationship, can they still do sacred sexuality? Right. Absolutely. One doesn't have anything to do with the other. I tend to agree. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess I see where the confusion comes from, perhaps, because sacred sexuality, one of the keys to making an encounter, a sacred sexuality encounter, is that it is not about me. Right. Not necessarily about you. It's not about me getting off or me pleasuring just you. It's mm -hmm. about us sharing and creating a entity. Yes. Right. So I can see where a power exchange dynamic might get a little confusing, but no, it's got nothing to do with that. Mm -mm. Um, for us, we have had no conflict with that at all. No conflict whatsoever. So, I mean, when Dan and I play together, we're absolutely in an MS relationship, but I don't know that I could say we've ever been together and it not be sacred. So that's how we started. We, that's how we started before we even knew what the words were. Uh-huh. So I, I don't know how to explain it any better. <laughs> now, our, our, our secret uh, admirer in the chat room has given permission to use her <gasps> name. It's Naked Joy. <laughs> Which is your and new she, scene name, dear. And she know. just yelled, Octoman. Oh, my God. She had me so flushed for... For anybody that doesn't know, I had this thing for tentacle sex and, you know, and the costume play part of it. And she started talking about it. And, well, the, the workshop we were doing was sensual humiliation. Mm -hmm. So it just kind of fit right in. It did. <laughs> now, when we talk about uh, sacred sexuality, a lot of tantric and Taoist stuff seems to be about not having an orgasm. And we're not talking about power exchange, orgasm denial. But right. Stealing yourself and creating that bit about yourself where orgasm is not necessarily necessary. Now, in um, especially in uh, Taoist, uh, what they what the somebody or at least I've heard the term Taoist sexual kung fu. Mm -hmm. uh, it's more important for a man not to have an orgasm. They're very clear that they believe that men giving up having an orgasm is giving up their life force. Exactly. So, and I know of some people that have worked around that too, that whole uh, giving up their, their life force. Um, they have figured out ways of uh, depositing it and then getting it back. <laughs> and I don't know how else to put that. I think you should explain it quite clearly. <laughs> 
Well, we know this one couple that also believes that, and they also believe in, you know, the sacredness of um, body fluids, so they don't want to waste anything. Mm -hmm. So he likes to have orgasms. She loves to receive his orgasm. So daily, the last I heard, daily, they do fuck, they do have orgasms, and then he... Eats, eats his it, own cum out of a pussy. Good lord. <laughs> I'm still red from Octoman. You're okay talking about getting fucked by Dr. Octopus, but this part's making you a little flushed and stuttered. That's fine. Whatever. So, but it's a cool way around that. So, you know, he gets to enjoy both parts. But yes. And you know, we did that. So, and, and we we Wait did a that. Minute. No, 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 not that part. Sorry. I don't recall doing that. <laughs> not that part, but the whole um not having the orgasm and working with that energy. And we had different reasons for doing it. It wasn't specifically to see what would happen, but um we were doing something. I think it was that whole uh let's not have intercourse for the first 11 months that we were together. Mm-hmm. So um, we actually got to play with that energy by accident. And so not having, not having the sex and not having orgasms, our energy rose to such a level that it was just amazing. I mean, we could touch each other from across the room. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that would have been a nice time to have tentacle sex. It would have been energetic, but, um, oh, sorry. <laughs> keep coming back to tentacle I don't sex know. I think we I'm should do the excited. tentacle sex uh, episode um so yeah you know I mean for myself I do like to practice non-orgasm non-ejaculation so we got to be clear about that the difference is ejaculation is when the fluid comes out it's not necessarily part of and this is a big thing that uh, I picked up from the the Taoist studies that I did was mm-hmm. separating orgasm from ejaculation mm-hmm. now uh that's Destin Garrick, I think his name is, the erotic rock star. Mm -hmm. I took his course many moons ago. And it's very much about separating orgasm from ejaculation and controlling your physical response so that ejaculation is not necessary and you can still have an orgasm. Right. And many men will tell you this is the key to male multiple orgasm is the idea that you can have orgasm without ejaculation. You recover much faster than if you have ejaculation. Okay. Well, that kind of makes sense. And, you know, and we've done that, you know, I'm sure there's guys out there that have done that before and and can tell us one way or the other if that works. So, but um, I know for me, and this is going to sound so weird, girls, I don't yell at me, (laughs) (laughs) but I don't like to orgasm a lot. Uh Uh-huh. I am not um, someone that has that as a goal when I am in contact with somebody. Okay. I like the extended foreplay. I would much rather have just the extended foreplay. Once your goal becomes about the orgasm, it, it seems to get boring. You know, it's the same. It's the same repetitive motion. Oh no, who's yelling at me? No one. No, no, that's my thinking. I, oh. I'm sure that there's plenty of people that do disagree with you. So, but you know, I, I, it, it does. It gets boring. It, it's, and if I tell a guy, please don't. Uh, orgasm is not my goal. Uh-huh. If that's your goal, great, have at it. But once I hit orgasm, I put so much energy into what I'm doing that once I hit that pinnacle. I'm done. Mm-hmm. I'm like a guy. I will roll over and go to sleep. There is no more. <laughs> right. I've given my all. So I would much rather just just play and play and play and let's be creative. Yeah. The um, and it, it is. You're right. It's very strange for uh, for a woman to say that it's 
it's it's so funny though, isn't it? That the big when we talk about orgasm, the the women have uh, complaint is about they can't come fast enough. It takes them forever to get off. Yeah. And men complain, oh, we come too fast. Although I did not too long ago on FetLife, I saw a thread about uh, people complaining, males complaining that they could not ejaculate. Uh, we have a friend of ours who, yeah, because of I remember antidepressants, that. Right. was unable to ejaculate. So, and see, and I find, well, okay, so when it comes to the whole orgasm thing, you know, if, if a guy goes really fast, and again, I don't think I'm like most women, I think it's hot. <laughs> <laughs> because in my mind, what we were doing was so fucking hot that he couldn't keep control. So as long as he's willing to go on and keep playing out, after that, uh-huh. even if it's just touching me, I, I'm perfectly fine with it because I don't have that goal of me orgasming as well. Right. So, yeah, I find it hot. <laughs> Naked Joy says we're crazy. She loves multiple orgasm, likes it when her head pops off. Nice. Okay. Now, girl, I got to tell you, when I do have them, they are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I can take, uh, well, I, I can really grip somebody's whatever they have in me. <laughs> so maybe the, the better way to, to describe it is that, mm-hmm. you know, having in, in, the, in the term of sacred sexuality, that the sexuality itself, the interplay with each other, the exchange with each other, the energy built, that's the point. Yeah. And as you mentioned earlier, orgasm, if it happens, it's like, oh, isn't that nice? And if it doesn't happen, oh, that's nice too. That's useful. So both can be very useful. Right. So, and maybe it's another way to describe it is for some people, and I think I use this, oh, I did use this terminology in the Kundalini workshop. For some people, when it becomes so physical and so about the orgasm, Mm -hmm. it just becomes a hiccup. Why would you want a hiccup when you could have something that is an explosion? That's your whole body. That's your whole energetic self. Right. So, and you know, for some people that takes practice for other people, they don't know that exists. They think it's all about the physical. Some people aren't interested in anything but the physical. And you know, we're not saying right or wrong. We're just letting you know what we think. Right. (laughs) Um, So really interesting stuff. Mm -hmm. So there's sacred sexuality. There's some views on it. Um, For myself, um, you know, I've... I've been, re- it's been recommended to me that I try, and I think that this particular form, I don't even know, I don't know if it's real or some kind of new agey thing, but I think it's red tantra. Ooh, red tantra. So, um, do you want me to explain? Sure. Red tantra is actually, um, kind of the opposite of Taoism. So Taoism says, hold on to your, hold on to your orgasms, hold on to your orgasms, hold on to your energy uh-huh. so that it can build and build and build. Red tantra says, oh, hell No orgasm every single day. Right. So, and build up your energy that way. So if you think that you orgasm too quick as a guy, then you would do red tantra where you would do it every, every day, because if you don't use it, you lose it. Right. So, and that's their thinking on it. And and I've seen some biological studies behind that. There is Mm -hmm. making sense where by constantly having orgasms, you get your testosterone, flow higher and higher as it keeps tries to keep up Mm -hmm. so that uh, constantly having an orgasm day after day after day actually increases your ability to have orgasm day after day after day right right so that would be the the opposite aspect of you know orgasm uh 
control, I don't want to say denial, but choosing not to have ejaculatory orgasm. Yeah. Then the flip side, there's this red tantra thing, which says, oh, you should have orgasm every single day. Mm-hmm. Now, we know some uh, Kaddishti priest and priestess in Chicago, that's what they do. works great for them. Yes. Um, I, I, you know, I have to admit, though, uh, I'm leaning towards, you know, I'm looking at one of the challenges I want to have for myself. I'm thinking about a month of no orgasm, no ejaculation. Right. Just because I like to do things to my body that makes it go away. What's going on now? <laughs> you know? Um, well, you already know from experience that if you go, you know, a certain amount of time that you're going to build up your energy. So personally, I'd like to get you on the red Tantra path for two weeks just to see what it does. Yes. Now, now what <laughs> sure, you, gee, God, really. So when you say that, that you mean about me just masturbating every day right no while you're at school and stuff no or while i'm at, at work. least let me watch <laughs> um yeah. master phoenix in the chat rooms asks if two or three in a day is even better and the answer is no you're, you're gonna go blind Your hands are... and nobody can go two or three days three times a day i don't want anybody to think you can either because then i'll have people have expectations on me <laughs> Thankfully, I bet it's possible. Fortunately, with, <laughs> maybe with modern medicine, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so I think we've pretty much beat the sacred sexuality to death for the moment. Anything else you want to cover on that? Anything else from the, uh, <laughs> the chat room? <laughs> you know, somebody's calling me on my bullshit, darn it. So, yeah. So, I mean, I just want to reiterate, you know, we've talked about orgasm control. We've talked about, you know, some methods that you can use to, um, work with your energy uh-huh. within yourself. But, um, again, to me, sacred sexuality is about the reverence for yourself and the other person. It's the not feeling shame. It's the feeling that it's a gift. It's mm-hmm. letting someone else inside of you energetically, <laughs> not just physically, you know, you can use sex, you can use BDSM, you can use it for ritual, you can use it when you're with your monogamous partner under the sheets at night. You yep. can have sacred sex by yourself solo. That was one of the first things we taught one of your submissives years ago, was to pleasure herself with a feather. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. Light the candles, set up some music, get this big old ostrich feather, strip down, and make love to yourself. Mm-hmm. And I actually had the group that um, I did the workshop for Saturday. I had them do that at the very end oh, nice. of the workshop. So, you know, you don't need a partner. It, it's attitude and intent. Yep. So Sometimes uh, sex is best served as hot and steamy and rough and taking <laughs> and smashing and that kind of thing. Yes. And uh, there's times where maybe the, if that's your normal thing, maybe there's a, a day to step back and light candles and and step into it with a sense of reverence to see mm-hmm. what you can create together. Now, we'll, we'll, we won't go into this part right now, but I tell you, there is a next step up in the sacred sexuality realm uh, where you go into more the deeper woo-woo connection. Mm-hmm. When you practice for a good amount of time, allowing yourself to share and create this third entity. And then we're going to talk woo-woo for just a moment. Mm-hmm. But this creation of this us and allowing yourself and uh, do a little channeling and see what else is in there, mm-hmm. what else is out there. And uh, tell me that the, there's two terms for when you draw in. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and when you... Nope, nope. You put me on the spot and I can't think of it. And when you come from the inside. Yeah. And then when you pull from pulling down from the outside and allowing yourself to be a vessel of yeah. someone else's 
or something else's sacred sexual mm-hmm. union and connection. See, I can picture it and I, I want the words. I know one starts with X and one starts with N. You're going to get out, kicked out of the woo-woo pagan sex I club. am. I'm sorry, but I can picture it. Invocation. Ha-ha. Got it. Invocation and exvocation. Thank you. So, whew, that popped into the head. Maybe you invoked it. I could Maybe. have. <laughs> so there's sacred sexuality for today. I tell you, if you're out there listening to the podcast, either in the chat room or later uh, when you've downloaded it and listening later, and you're like, wow, we've, I want to hear more about that woo-woo, that deep woo-woo stuff. Mm-hmm. Feel free to you know, let us know or anything else about the episodes that you want to hear. Absolutely. Um, We'd love to do a tentacle sex episode as well, which apparently <laughs> we're going to have to do. And we would love to have um, you know, any kind of feedback that you guys have for us on this stuff. Absolutely. This is a different venue where it's live. So I'm sure it flows a little differently and it's okay. We're not going to do it this way all the time, but it's, it's nice to have a little change. We've been doing yep. this for almost two years. Absolutely. Do, uh, as we close out, I do want to put a quick shout out to uh, thank you again to uh, Adventures in Sexuality who are uh, letting us come into their event and run this live radio show <laughs> there. That's going to be a lot of fun for us. And also um, I wanted to mention our new... Um, supporter Maui Kink who's going to send us some toys that we can play with and tell everybody about and remember that uh, if you want to go out and get some Maui Kink stuff your order code is EAH15 and that'll get you 15% off and don't forget if you did not get your tickets to Winter Wickedness Purple Rose Society has two so that they are raffling off so I just want them to be supported the way they support us oh absolutely love to give them the shout out and that's that's great and um we very much appreciate all the, and we appreciate all the feedback in the um, um, chat room as well, and everybody that downloads and listens. Well, we're just a big clusterfuck of thank you so much tonight. <laughs> all right, I think we're done. I think we are. What's so. our outline, Dawn? <laughs> What's our outline? Yeah. Well, our outline is coming up next week. Long distance relationships. Nice. Bye, Dan. Bye, Dawn. Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's kinky fun group. Find out more at adventuresinsexuality.org. Erotic Awakening is proud to support the Leather Heart Foundation, a nonprofit organization created to provide charitable assistance to individuals of all sexual orientations in the leather, BDSM, and fetish community. You can donate or find out more at leatherheart.org. Music heard on Erotic Awakening, Free by White Knight, Strawberry Jam by Jerry Bradley, and Wanda by 31D1 is provided from the Podshow Podsafe Network. More information can be found at music.podshow.com. Yes, dear. So I'm he's just walking up to me, let's do this. <laughs> I'm sitting here with uh the, the, the boobs, yeah. The boobs. <laughs> what do you go by? I'm Joy. I just okay. go by Joy. I, I'm sitting here with Joy, who is one of the P, Purple Rose Society board members. We're recording, I, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, we are. Oh. <laughs> and I understand that you've actually got tickets available 
two tickets available for Winter Wickedness. Yes, I had to give Barrick a blowjob. <laughs> I, too, would give Barrick a blowjob for tickets, but other people can't do that now. No. How could they get tickets Oh, oh, tickets. Oh, yeah. All they have to do is uh, know someone from PRS, give them $10 for one or $20 for three, and they can get in on the raffle. Um, okay. If they have never been to PRS, we have an event in December and an event in January. They can come up, join us. And uh, pick up the raffle tickets. So if I wanted to get a hold of the only available Winter Wickedness tickets left, all I have to do is come to a Purple Rose Society of Akron's events and buy a raffle ticket? Absolutely. And maybe I'll win one? Absolutely. Fantastic. How can I find out more about Purple Rose Society? Uh, PurpleRoseSociety.com. Fantastic. Thank you.